right, I think that's all I'm going to announce. So everybody doing all right? Yeah, yeah it's good to see you. Um, i got to say our last service was a little bit flat, kind of like a hangover or something. I don't know. Um, it's not New Year's Day yet, but um, I, uh, I, I, I hope you're a little livelier. Just, you know, don't tell them I said that, but... Um, so it's New Year's Eve, um, so of course I came up with a couple of New Year's uh, Eve jokes. What is the difference between youth and middle age? Youth is when you're allowed to stay up late on New Year's Eve. Middle age is when you're forced to. On New Year's Eve, a man who has had way too much to drink decides to walk home. A police officer stopped the individual and inquired as to his destination. I'm on my way to a lecture, he said. Policeman said, who gives a lecture on New Year's Eve? My wife, he said. (laughs) I made a New Year's resolution to lose 20 pounds, only 24 to go. Come on. All right. And because we need to laugh at ourselves, what do alcoholics call New Year's Eve? Amateur night. Somebody shoot Tom out there. All right. Um, So I have a New Year's Eve uh, or New Year's. A question for us as well. So here you go. As I say goodbye to 2023 and begin a new year, this comes to mind. So as you see, I've left it very open. Uh, you can uh, reflect maybe on what this last year has meant to you or what, you know, turning over the calendar to a new year hopefully will mean for you. Um, it's pretty wide open, and I just wanted to give a few minutes for us to share this as a Lighthouse family. So left a little extra time. So who would like to help get us started? Um, As I say goodbye to 2023 and begin a new year, um, this comes to my mind. I would have to say growth and peace within myself and excited for what 2024 is going to bring. Thank you, Jason. Who else would be willing to share I think Daniel had his hand up there, Flint. Good morning, church. Um, Well, it was a new thing for me to even be here. It was nowhere in my plan a year ago today. So uh, when God is bringing you to a new level, he will bring you... um, He will bring you there without uh, any kind of notification. So, uh, those are the growing pains, I think. And uh, sometimes it's nice feeling um, the chastisement that comes from the Lord. Because I thought I was coming over here um, to do one thing and and everything still turned out um, to glorify God in my life. Yeah. So, um, I'm in a new place and it's a new year and... 
And I just have to thank God for everything that it took to get me here. Hmm. Amen. Thanks, brother. Yeah, we're glad you're here. So I got out of prison in 2022, October, and um, I was sober for, you know, a year and a half due to being incarcerated. So 2023 was a bad year. I, I relapsed and I went, you know, I had my, my struggles, but uh, I think I can do better in 2024. And that's what I look forward to is to just look, look behind me at what I did wrong and look forward to what I can do better. So. Amen. Yeah. Good to have you here today. Yep. Yeah. Hello. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is to no longer be in treatments, halfway houses, rehab centers, and incarceration. Be free and have a church family. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Hmm. All right. Who else be willing to share? Okay. We got hands up over here, too. My name's Steve. I'm looking forward to sobriety, which includes self-care. Yeah. Well, that will pass. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Did somebody else have their hand up over here? Or? Okay. Who else is willing to share? Still got a couple minutes yet. I gave some time for this. Here we got more hands coming. Hi, Lighthouse. I'm Louisa. And... Um, 2023 has been kind of a difficult year for me with um, being in sobriety and stuff. So um, every year when the year ends and another one starts, it reminds me of new beginnings. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a new way of life the next year. Awesome. Thanks, Louisa. All right, we'll do Erica Hi. and then Ashley. I'm Erica. Mine is pretty easy. I'm pretty obsessed with this little baby that's coming in March. So. <laughs> mm, mm. Here I thought you were referring to your Vikings um, jersey, and I thought, <laughs> boy, that's sad. <laughs> um, tw- I'm Ashley. And 2023 has shown me that with hard work, and uh, that dreams do come true. I don't know. It's been my most successful year yet. And um, I just look forward to keeping it going and making new memories with my family. Thanks, Ashley. Good job. All right. Anybody else? All right. We're going to keep going here. We, we got a little time. Uh, if I hang in there for about 13 more hours, uh, I'll be able to say goodbye to booze and drugs. And uh, you folks, probably like me, uh, weren't off to a sober church on New Year's Eve. So that is the night to whoop it up, but now today with praise and glory. So I look forward to the new year with uh, hopefully, you know, straight and sober. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Sir Richard. All right, in the back and then right here, Flint. Hi, church family. I'm Heather. Um, 2023 was really hard with dealing with my grandmother and her dementia and then having my hip go out of socket. So I'm looking forward to this year being a healthier year 
and I learned a lot about myself and my resilience in 2023. So 2024, I'm actually working a part-time job now. Hmm. So for you, that's a big step for me. Thanks, Heather. Good morning. My name is Cassie, and um, 2023 went by way too fast. Um, <laughs> My daughter just turned two, and I feels like she was just born. So I am looking forward to slowing down and paying attention to my children and watching them grow. Uh, yeah. yeah, very good, Cassie. All right, so we got time for one more. Anybody else? Okay, we're going to end with Greg here. Um, Greg, uh, yeah, um, 2023 hasn't been the great year. I mean, uh, in the past, actually, the past few years haven't been the greatest. So I'm looking forward to a a good year, uh, and uh, you know, I'm looking for an exciting year. Uh, uh, I always think of 24 in that song, and there's so much more, and uh, that's what I'm kind of looking forward. So it's going to be great. Uh, got an exciting year coming up at work, and uh, and uh, you know, I'm just. Uh, Looking forward to a great year. Got my got a twenty my twenty seventh year medallion last night, and uh, congratulations. And uh, so uh, just keep moving forward, you know. And with God's help, it everything seems to work out. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Greg. Congratulations, my friend. Yep, recovery is possible, right? Yeah. Um, so I always think it's nice to reflect a little bit on uh, New Year's Eve. Um, and um, I've been doing so both as a church and personally as well. So, for example, how many of you first came to Lighthouse in 2023? Raise your hands. Um, quite a few of you. You know, it, it's always um, interesting to me uh, to see in this church family how there's always new people coming. Uh, it seems like every year uh, there's new folks. And um, this indeed has been a year of a lot of change in our church um, there have been a lot of new people. Um, there have been uh, some new staff. You know, we work with some state programs and have staff who do that. And we've had a lot of new staff uh, who, have, who have joined our team. And we've had some changes in roles of, of some of the, the staff. Aaron and Claire uh, specifically came, take, took on new ministry positions. Uh, this is the year that we created a couple of business entities to do that state work, Lighthouse Recovery Services and the Beacon of Lighthouse. Um, and we're uh, in about nine days opening up the, Light, the Hope in Recovery Center. Um, and there's just uh, been so many new things. But I have to tell you, um, from my own experience as, as pastor here, um, nothing that has kind of happened this last year surpasses the growth that I see in so many people and the desire to, you know, to grow spiritually and really follow Jesus in uh, your daily life. And uh, it's just been so, um, so exciting to see. You know, personally, um, it's been an interesting year. Um, as you know, probably my family uh, just said goodbye uh, to Beth's dad, Russell, uh, these last couple of weeks. I uh, do want to say thank you, by the way. Uh, for all of your prayers and kind words. Uh, we have felt much love and support um, from our Lighthouse family. Um, it's also, in, in some ways, been a difficult year for me personally, and um, I continue to be humbled at what God has done and continues to do um, in this crazy community uh, we call Lighthouse. 
um, and how God uses um, a mess like me and a mess like some of you uh, for his own purposes. I do want to just point out that I said some of you because I know a few of you have your life put together. Turn and tell somebody he's talking about me. Yeah, I, I think that it's, um, I think it's one of the most profound things about, um, not only about our faith, but about Scripture. Scripture teaches us the same thing, that, that God uses people um, who have struggles, um, and He uses them for His purposes. Uh, and the reason He uses people who have struggles is there really aren't any other kind of people. Uh, we just tend to be, I don't know, maybe we specialize in it, in it here. Um, but uh, we're, we should be grateful for what God has done uh, in our lives and through this place. From a faith perspective, um, I think in many ways we have a great New Year's Eve uh, text to talk about uh, today. We've been going through the Gospel of John. And, uh, and uh, you know, this as we kind of come up on a new year um, and end 2023, um, I, I want to focus on a text uh, at the end of John chapter 1 that I think gives us a great opportunity, especially to focus uh, a little bit on those who want to grow spiritually and those who want to be intentional about sharing their faith with others. Uh, so um, I want you to grab a Bible and turn to John chapter 1. And we are going to read through a few of these verses. Um, if, you are, uh, if you've been with us these last few months, we are finally finishing chapter 1. I think we've been in chapter 1 for like three months or, or so. So we're going to finish it up and we're going to read through uh, the story that begins at verse 35. And so there should be a Bible around you. There's page numbers up on the screen. And uh, let me begin reading. The following day, John the Baptist was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Now we've talked about that reference, the Lamb of God, a couple of weeks ago. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see. Say, come and see. Come and see, Jesus said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Now, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus uh, said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? 
Come and see for yourself. Say, come and see. Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here's a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Peter found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Um, you will see heaven and open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in that passage, um, and uh, we're just going to be able to talk about a few things. In fact, um, three things have kind of stood out to me as I've been uh, reflecting on this passage this week um, that I, I want to talk with you about today. Uh, but, but before I even get into those three things, I want to point out something uh, to you. Um, we meet for the first time some of Jesus' disciples in John's Gospel, and we meet Andrew and his brother Peter, we meet Philip and his brother Nathaniel. And I think it should not be lost on us that before Jesus moves on in his ministry, he puts together a support team. Um, he assembles his group. Like, Jesus knows what's ahead. He knows how difficult life is. He knows that he can't or does not want to do it alone. So he assembles his group. And if Jesus wasn't going to go it alone, then chances are neither should we. Might be good advice for us. You know if you have a good support team. Um, if you don't, it's probably something, you know, to follow Jesus in. Who's, who's going to be on your support team in 2020, 2024? All right. So... Um, that was just kind of a side thing. Here, let me talk about the three things uh, that really have stood out to me in this, uh, in this story. Uh, the first is this. Um, I just want to point out to you, because uh, it's going to be important as you understand the rest of John's gospel and as you understand Jesus, um, Jesus always takes the first step. And uh, that's really true in this story. Um, Jesus always is the one taking the initiative and what I mean by that is that in your life, um, Jesus is always trying to step towards you, to step into your life. He's always trying to draw you closer to him. Jesus always takes the initiative. Verses 35 through 38, it says, The following day John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, he kind of walked right by them, taking steps towards them. John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them and replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? It's kind of an interesting picture. So um, Jesus is walking. He kind of catches their eye probably. And then they start to follow him. Have you ever been followed and you could feel it? That's kind of a loaded question right here, isn't it? Um, and, uh, you know, and what I want to point out is that, you know, Jesus has already kind of moved towards them, moves by them. When they start to follow, Jesus turns around. Might have been a little awkward for them. <whistles> like, you know, but, but Jesus looks towards them and steps towards them and engages them. And what I want you to know is that in your own life, 
that Jesus is continually taking the initiative with you, that Jesus is always the one who takes um, the first step. You know, we've talked uh, recently about the story that Jesus tells about the, the shepherd who um, has a lost sheep and leaves the 99, goes out after the one who is missing. He steps towards the one is mi- that is missing, gathers him in his arms, and brings him back to the flock. John is giving us a glimpse of how Jesus works in, in our life. And it's, I don't want to overstate it. I don't want to overcomplicate it. I just want you to understand that, that this is how God in Christ Jesus works. Jesus always takes the first step. God is always taking the first step towards you. God is always taking the initiative. What this means is that when your mind begins to seek Jesus or to open itself up to God, when your heart begins to long for him, I want you to know Jesus has already turned towards you. He's already taken a step towards you. He's already moving towards you. Um, Some of you have discovered this perhaps in your life. Um, Perhaps life has brought you to your knees. And in desperation, you cried out to God, maybe not even knowing who he is, And he was right there to answer that cry. But what you now know as time has gone on is that you've been discovering that he was actually there before you even went down onto your knees and cried out to him. That he was already working, that he was already guiding you, that he was already kind of inviting you to that time in your life. You know, if you are here checking this spiritual thing out or opening yourself up to a higher power, um, what I want you to know, uh, to me this is a word of promise, Jesus has already turned towards you and is moving towards you. He's trying to engage eye contact with you and he doesn't want you to look away. Now, for those of you who have been at this faith thing for a while, um, I just want to kind of maybe clear up a little bit of a, a theological kinds of thing that, that um, I think could be helpful to some. Um, sometimes, sometimes when we've been in the faith for a while, uh, we like to kind of take ownership ourselves of where we're at. And we'll, we like to say, you know, when I found Jesus... Um, so many things changed in my life and I began to kind of get things, you know, together. And, um, and I actually think that that's not necessarily a correct biblical or theological language. Um, here's what I would like to say is that when Jesus found you, then things began to change in your life. When Jesus found me or when he found me again, or when he kind of woke me up, or wrapped me alongside of the head, then things began to change in my life. Um, You know, most of you weren't even looking for Jesus when you got here, but he found you, praise the Lord, but he found you. Um, So Jesus is moving towards you today. I want you to know that every day of your life, Um, You wake up in the morning and Jesus is right there with his face on you saying, good morning, sunshine. Good morning. He turns his face towards you. He's looking for you. He's continually working in your life. 
All right. Second thing that I wanted to, to point out is I want you to see how simple and profound Jesus' invita- invitation is. He just says, come and see. Come and see. And uh, I, you can see that in both verse 39. Come and see, he said. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and they followed him and spent the day with him. And then in verse 46, a little bit later, uh, we learn that, um, that there's good things kind of coming, that people are learning how to actually use Jesus' words to invite others. Philip does this with his brother Nathaniel. Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I think sometimes happens um, in our in our life is that is that when we become intentional about wanting to maybe share something about what God's doing in our life with others, uh, we tend to sometimes overthink it. Share too much or feel not confident enough to share anything. Um, Jesus' invitation is a gracious invitation. It's non-threatening. Jesus moves close but never forces himself on us. He'll take your hand, walk with his arm around you, bring others to help you to move forward in faith, but he won't force you. He says, come and see. One of the things that we tried to do when we started Lighthouse Church is we wanted to create an environment here because we we had this recovery foundation knowing that people would be searching and struggling when they came here. We, We tried to create this environment where people could come in and not right away be, be, feel like they're being forced into a box. And so part of our core value here is that, is that as you come, we're not going to tell you that you have to look a certain way, you know, act a certain way. We might tell you to clean up your language a little bit now and then. We're not going to tell you even that you have to believe a certain thing to be part of this family. We're going to teach you. We're going to tell you about God's love for you in Christ Jesus, but we're going to try to give you space to come and see. Come and see. Got it? Um, some of you may be at a critical life stage right now because you're struggling with your addictions or mental health issues or relationship issues or loneliness or anger, pain, shame, or guilt from a, a sin or a behavior you've been struggling with. Maybe it's just fear that has a grip on you. What I want you to know is that this, this Jesus who has his eye on you, he has turned towards you. He loves you unconditionally just the way that you are. He does not wait for you to get things figured out. Just invites you to come and see. God has created you, you see, in his very image. And he knows what you're going through. And yet his love is unconditional. There is nothing that you can do today that's going to make him love you more or less than he did yesterday. And nothing you do today that's going to make him love you more or less tomorrow. That's his love for you. Now to those following Jesus, um, in this new year, um, I want to challenge us to maybe be more intentional about inviting others to know Jesus um, don't miss the power of this gracious invite. Come and see. As I mentioned, I think sometimes we tend to want to share everything that we've learned about Jesus when we meet somebody. 
Um, and um, sometimes the opposite happens, and that is we feel insecure and we don't know what to share, so we say nothing. I think that Jesus is teaching us this is the way we invite people to come to Jesus. Come and see. Just come and see. Um, I've tried to use that for years in my life. You know, when I started Lighthouse, um, I just kind of waited, you know, to meet people who might, you know, have a door cracked to, to just kind of invite to, to come and see. I, I would hang out at Caribou Coffee on 25th Street all of the time. And I met, um, you know, James there and others there who, you know, we struck up a relationship and eventually, you know, come and just come and see what we're doing. You know, come and see what God is doing here. And um, I, just, I just think that it's such a profound, simple way uh, to maybe share your faith with, with others. Because you see, um, people are going to respond to what they see God doing in your life. And so if God is making a difference in your life, people are going to be interested in that. Invite them to come and see where, what the source of that is in Jesus Christ, in the faith community we call Lighthouse. Um, don't, let it, uh, don't miss it that Andrew brought Peter to Jesus and he said, come and see. Um, he literally brings him to Jesus. I, I bet everybody in this room who is you know, c- committed to their faith already has somebody in their life for whom they know that a simple invitation to come and see would make a difference to them. Who is that person? Who is that person? Um, Let's be intentional in this new year about saying, come and see. Say, come and see. See, See, you can even do it. It's awesome. All right, last thing I want to talk about, I'm going to spend a couple of extra minutes on this uh, because I love this this verse. Uh, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Does that sound familiar or what? Verse 46. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Um, well, so we live in uh, Fargo-Moorhead. Um, I know that we have a lot of uh, NDSU fans here. Um, for years I've been hearing NDSU fans say, um, Grand Forks, UND, can anything good come out of UND? Um, or, you know, if you're kind of like the, the, the university systems um, fans on this side of the river, you might say, you know, University of Minnesota, can anything good come out of the University of Minnesota? Um, some of you who are still Vikings fans might be saying the same thing about Wisconsin. Can anything good come out of Wisconsin these days? I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan. Um, and so we've been saying that about Ohio State for years. Can anything good come out of Ohio State? Or, uh, by the way, they play Alabama tomorrow at 4 o'clock if you're bored. Um, go blue. And uh, so is, can anything, David, if you're watching from Alabama right now, can anything good come out of Alabama? Uh, I'm a Bismarck kid. I grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota. I married a Mandan girl from the other side of the river. Can anything good come out of Mandan? Yes, by the way, it can. Uh, um, Anybody here from the other side of the tracks? Yeah, if you know what I mean, you you would know it, yeah. Um, So let's just kind of get serious um, for a moment. 
Um, I know that there have been times when I've had these words spoken about me. And I've spoken them to myself. After what you've done, how can anything good come out of your life? Lighthouse Church and that mess of people, can anything good come out of there? I suspect such words have been spoken about you as well. You've likely spoken them to yourselves. Some of them maybe you've learned from childhood and continue to repeat them. You can never do anything right. You'll never amount to anything. You're not good enough, smart enough, tall enough, pretty enough. After what you did, you'll never be trusted again. Or do you speak words like this to yourself? I'm a failure, I'm ugly, I'm a loser, I'm hopeless. This is kind of real stuff. And here's what I want you to know. To know. Today we have an answer or a comeback to these words. Here it is. Yeah, well, they said the same thing about my friend Jesus. And he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. What others say about you does not matter. What matters is what Jesus says about you. Here's the deal. I am learning continually in my life that I am a child of the one true king, a masterpiece created in God's own image, and so are you. I am of such great worth that Jesus has chosen to die on the cross for me, and he has chosen to die for you. I make mistakes, but I'm not the sum of my mistakes. I'm not a mistake. I may have failed at some things, but I am not a failure. I may struggle with drugs or alcohol or mental health or food or relationships or sexually or with decision making or with some other disability, but it is not who you are. You are a child of God, the one true king. I am who my buddy says I am, my buddy Jesus, and that's the final answer. So, this year, if we have one resolution maybe worth making, it should be that we will let Jesus this year define who it is that we are and how we see ourselves and how we present ourselves to the world. We will let him shape us, that we will answer the call um, because he has stepped towards us and has said to you and to me to come and see. So we're going to let that play out in our own lives and we're going to tell others to come and see because this one who has claimed me and remade me and is reshaping me and defining me is available to each and every person in this community, the people that you know and love who do not yet know him. This year, let's let seeing be believing and let it change the way that we live 
giving us purpose and hope as we leave forth this place. That's a resolution worth making. Amen.